Good morning, my friend. Come on in and pull up a chair. Welcome to Brother Scott's Bible Breakfast. Mark Twain had some pretty funny stuff to say about politics and politicians. He said that politicians and diapers must be changed often and for the same reason. He said it could probably be shown by facts and figures that there is no distinctly native criminal class except Congress. He said the government is merely a servant, merely a temporary servant. It cannot be its prerogative to determine what is right and what is wrong and decide who is a patriot and who isn't. Its function is to obey orders, not originate them. That's pretty good. And lastly, he said, loyalty to the country always. Loyalty to the government when it deserves it. Uh, My friends, uh, today we're going to talk about one of the things. We're going to talk about both of the things that people say you should never talk about at Thanksgiving dinner, and that is religion and politics. God's Word uh, has a lot of things to say about our place uh, in politics and how our faith relates to the government. In Romans chapter 13, you know, it talks about how every person should be subject to the governing authorities. It says, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. That you and I are to obey the law. If you're a believer, we're to obey the law until it uh, it oversteps and, uh, and interferes with our relationship. It should never supersede our obedience of God. And so Romans talks about that. First Timothy uh, chapter 2, it tells us that we should pray for our leaders. Uh, in Titus chapter 3, it tells us that we should avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels that uh, we shouldn't allow politics to separate us and allow politics to be something that we that hinders us from loving our neighbor and having influence for the gospel. In uh, Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, Peter said, We must obey God rather than men. So at no time should our love of the country and our, our love of the Constitution ever supersede our love of God's Word and obedience to Him. Um, in God's Word, I want to look at a passage from Ephesians chapter 4 today. It talks about the new man, putting on the new man and new birth. And I want you to listen to what it says in verse 25. It says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not, and let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Listen to this. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give him that is in need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be you kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Let him that stole steal no more. Don't let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for edifying 
Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't be bitter. It says for us not to have wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. Here's the thing. Here's the point. That you and I have been regenerated. We've been born again by the Spirit of God. And we should never allow anything to proceed from our mouth or our attitudes that are that is going to divide us and keep us from loving people and sharing the gospel. Uh, our politics should take a back seat to our relationship with Christ. Our, our passion for the gospel should always be greater than our passion for our politics or our politicians or our political parties. Um, I first voted in 1984. The first person I ever voted for was Ronald Reagan for president. And I'd been influenced by Hollywood and the music business and celebrities. And I, I guess I kind of had some tendencies that I don't really have now. But I got saved when I was 18. And uh, I just kind of saw the world different. And I had all of these thoughts and beliefs about the social order and how I was to uh, stand on this issue or that issue. And I just really couldn't put it all together till in 1991, I was working at a screen printing shop in Jackson, Tennessee. And the guy that I was working for had a radio playing and it had a guy talking on there. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of how I see the world. And, and all the things that I was trying to put together and coalesce with my faith and reconciling that with politics, it all kind of came together. And, and the fellow I was listening to was Rush Limbaugh. And I know that a lot of people listen to this. You couldn't stand Rush. And uh, I understand that. But you got to understand who I am and uh, and appreciate. You know, I'm, I'm a gun-owning Baptist preacher from Mississippi. Of course, I am going to be conservative. I'm always going to come down on the conservative side of things. But I, I'm not. Uh, sold out to a political party. I, I, my allegiance is with the Word of God, the church. Uh, I don't think we should swear an allegiance to a party. These, these political parties are really self-serving. Uh, when we go to the polls many times, we have to pick the lesser of two evils. Um, it, it's really hard. And, and I just... You know, I'm kind of gotten soured on the whole thing. I still am going to participate, especially on the local level. Uh, but, you know, you take an issue like abortion, you know where a Baptist preacher is going to fall uh, when we talk about abortion. But here's how it goes. If one politician tells me I am definitely for late term abortion, I am definitely for uh, allowing these things to go on and it should all be legal all across the board. Well, and the other guy tells me, well, I'm opposed to that. I'm, I'm going to stop this and I'm going to stop that. Well, you tell me one thing and do another. The blood is not on my hands. It's on your hands. And here in America, I hear people, you know, abolitionists and such about uh, abortion. And, and uh, really in America, we only have two ways to solve things and to resolve things, to, to make our stand. And that is with a ballot or a bullet. And I don't think God wants us going around blowing up abortion clinics and shooting people. Uh, we've been patient, and Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade, which I'll just be honest with you, I never thought in my lifetime I would see. It took it back to the states. So now in the state that I live in, as far as I know at the moment, you can't get an abortion in the state of Mississippi. And so that's progress. It's not 
it's not the best thing. It's not resolved. It's innocent children are still being murdered. But, you know, we did our part, voted for people who put judges in place. And like I said, 1973's Roe v. Wade and never dreamed that in my lifetime I would see it struck down. Uh, but anyway, I, I personally will never endorse a political party or an institution. Um, I'm very careful linking my name uh, to a politician. Uh, you know, unless I'm around someone, uh, if I'm spending time with them, I see how they live their personal life. I see how they treat their wife, how they treat their children, how they lead. I would never uh, endorse somebody that I only see on television or on the Internet. Um and it's not going to link my little red wagon to somebody I don't know. Now, local politics, I recently had two of my dear friends, men in my church that ran for public office, and I know both of them. I've, I've broken bread with them. I've, I've seen them love their wives. I've seen them father their children. I've seen them faithful in church every time the doors are open. I've seen them serve. So I have no problem saying, hey, these are two guys that walk with Jesus. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't hitch my name and uh, my influence uh, and my character to someone I do not know. Uh, if I choose to endorse an activity, a personal party, a candidate, whatever it is, it not only reflects me, but it reflects my family, my church, my profession, my calling. But ultimately, when I, as a minister of the gospel, uh, link my name with someone or a party or a politician, it is going to ultimately reflect Christ. And that is very serious. Scripture says that our citizenship is in heaven. That should be our first allegiance. That's where it should lie. Uh, I think we should be active in politics. I think we should be informed uh, about politics. We have to, we have to take part in these things, and it it does make a difference. But you have to keep it in perspective. When we go to the polls, when we uh, talk about politicians and politics, we must always look at these things through the lens of God's word. We call that our worldview. Uh, in 1984, as a young man, I put on a pair of glasses that I would see everything uh, through my worldview of the Word of God. Uh, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, and as a citizen of the United States, the lens I must see things through is the Word of God. We have to keep it in perspective. So when, as far as politics, we have to look, uh, and, and like I said, we have to sometimes pick the lesser of two evils, the one that is lying to us even. Uh, but if he tells me he's going to do one thing that I think is scriptural, is honoring God, and he chooses to do another thing, uh, I believe I've done my due diligence and, uh. I think that's the way we have to approach things. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our voting should reflect that. We can't check our faith uh, at the ballot box. We have to go into the voting booth with our faith and vote our faith. And, and you know, it's... The, the process is not perfect. It's one could even go as far as to say it is corrupt, but that doesn't mean we throw down the uh, 
a responsibility we have as the believers to try to influence our culture, to engage our culture, to take part in the political discourse. And um, I don't think we should have a theocracy in America. That doesn't work. the Muslim, the 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 Jew, the uh, Hindu, uh, the atheist, uh, they carry the same rights in America that uh, that the believer does. Even though our founding fathers were, some of them were believers, uh, some of them were uh, deist. They just believed there was a God, but they certainly wouldn't believe the gospel as I believe. But we have to engage the politics uh, of our nation. We have to get involved and try to influence the culture for the gospel's sake. And at the end of the day, that is what we're doing. You and I should never do anything or say anything that would keep somebody from listening to us when we talk about what really matters. And my friends, compared to the issues of the day, compared to... Uh, national security compared to all the issues that both me and you both are passionate about. When we talk about the gospel, all of those things kind of fade into the periphery. So what am I saying to you today? Uh, It's okay to be political. It's okay to have stances and beliefs. If you're a Christian, they should uh, correlate to God's word. They should in no way uh, vary from what God would uh, have us to be and believe and teach and share. Uh, but we have to keep it in check. We have to know where the red line is, that we do not cross, that we fail to, we should never elevate politics to the level of the gospel. We should never wholesale endorse somebody that we really don't know. And my friends, you really don't know what these people do in their private lives. You don't know what they say when the camera is turned off. So my advice would be very, very careful who you hitch your little red wagon to, who you link your character and link your integrity to. Uh, Do what you want, but as for me, I just can't do it unless I know the person intimately. It's kind of like like we talked about preachers. I don't like preachers being piped in on on uh, cameras from a different location. I think if somebody's going to uh, preach the gospel to you, you need to know the guy. You need to be able to talk to the guy. You need to be able to see him love his wife. You need to see him. Uh, how he raised his children. You need to see him when he gets in the pressure cooker of a situation. And I believe the same is for politicians. Uh, be careful because you you may think you know these guys, but a soundbite is not a life of testimony. So be very, very careful. Well, friends, that's what I want to talk to you today about politics. Not going to tell you how to vote or who to vote for. Uh, let God's Holy Spirit tell you what is right and what is wrong. Uh, what is honoring to the Word of God and and what is not. You don't need me to tell you that. We're coming up on a political season. We're coming up on a presidential election. I said all the way back in 2020 that if you thought the last election was crazy, you have seen nothing yet. And it's it's looking more and more nutty as the day goes by. Uh, Friends, thank you for listening to me today. I pray that you have a good day. I pray that God blesses you this week. I'm going to pray for you and let you get on with it. 
Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day to be together. We thank you for loving us. God, thank you for changing us. Those that stole, steal no more. Lord, that you've changed our mouth, you've changed our attitude, you've changed our hearts. And God, help us in all of the areas of life, even in politics, Lord, to... uh, to put the gospel as the preeminent thing in our life. God, today and this week, I pray you'll give my friends and myself opportunities, Lord, to share the gospel. Lord, help us not let our attitudes and our our political beliefs, God, interfere with our duty and our call to share the gospel. Uh, Lord, I pray you'll prosper, my friends. I pray you'll keep them safe, Lord. And uh, Lord, bring us back together soon. God, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us first. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for stopping by and visiting with me. I'll meet you back here next Monday. God bless you and have a great week.